from here to there. We cannot go unless we change and start to grow. Welcome to Lead, Sell, Grow, a show that helps you amplify your leadership, grow your sales, and take your life to the next level, all while being human. Here are your hosts, Eric Konovalov and Harry Spate. Hey everybody, what's a good word? So today I am uh, working alone. Uh, my partner, Eric Konovalov, has got some other things that he has to do. So you have me, Harry Spate, on Lead, Sell, Grow. Uh, just hoping to share a little, oh, New Year's wisdom, maybe, some things I've learned over the years. So um, how many of us have made New Year's resolutions? Think of the many New Year's resolutions that people make over the years, whether that be typically something like, I'm going to give up smoking, I'm going to lose weight, I am going to start exercising, I am going to treat people better, you know, and the list goes on and on, right? And I'm sure uh, virtually everyone who's listening to this has made similar resolutions in the past. But if you think about it, you know, when you're making a plan or a goal around the beginning of the year, around a date of January 1st, like many do, not that it's terrible, but is it something that you really want to do in the first place? Or is it one of those things that maybe you've had a few cocktails and you said, you know, I've had too much drink, so next year I'm not going to drink as much. Or maybe you put on a few pounds and you'll say, next year, I'm not going to eat as much. But isn't it true that if something really means a lot to you, that you really don't want to wait, that you just jump right in? I'm going to give you an example. So this past year, 2020, has been a year of change for me personally. And I said things like, I'm going to eventually start doing video on LinkedIn and I'm going to get over my fears of doing video of my own face, my own voice. Sometimes I find pretty annoying, but when I saw a video from the world renowned Eric Konovalov that he called out my name, I said, you know what? I've been waiting to do video for a while. Why not now? So his video, his own post prompted me to post a video, which was my first time. And I didn't need to wait for the new year to do it. And shortly after that video, Eric said, Hey, Harry, you want to do a podcast? And I thought, yeah, why not? I didn't think that I needed to wait, this is back in April or May, I forgot exactly when, I didn't think I needed to wait until the new year to get started. So I felt like, why not just do it now? And before long, we were doing podcasts and you know, trying to figure out what is the best way to do podcasts. And we're still trying to figure that out, but we're having fun along the way. And so from listening to the many podcast guests that we have had, Uh, One that comes to mind is Dave Gambrell. I believe he said, you don't need to know everything. Just know more than what your listeners know. And he was talking about, you know, if you're starting a business and you're putting out 
some kind of guidebook, for instance, you don't need to have all the answers, but just know more than what your audience knows. And so that the next thing that you release will be educational and informative, but you don't have to map it out years in advance. So if we were to do that and map out, well, who are we going to have on as guests? We literally scratched it out on, you know, scrap piece of paper. I used the back of an envelope and I said, okay, I know these two people, they'll probably do it. And Eric knew like, you know, a thousand people and you know, it's worked out, right? So, so far we've had 50 and not all those episodes were guests, but many of them were. Uh, probably about 45 or so have been actual guests, which, you know, if we sat there and thought about it and said, well, who are, who are you going to get for 45 guests? I think we probably would have run out of names. But one thing leads to another. And before long, uh, we were making traction. So when Eric and I were speaking about goals and doing things, you know, why people, you know, why make changes? You know, one of the things he asked me, he says, Harry, you're like 90 years old. Why, why are you making changes at this age in your life? And I know it's a little bit of a joke, not quite 90, but I am almost 60. And even though I feel like I'm 20, I am almost 60. And I am reminded of that every time I look and I see myself being recorded or I look in the mirror that I don't have the black hair. I don't have the baby face anymore. I don't have the black mustache. It's all gray or gone, right? So life has somehow kept passing and I'm still thinking I'm young, but that's the way I want to live. And so when I'm looking at making changes in my life, I don't think about, well, I'm too old to change. I'm still mentally, I'm pretty young. So an example that comes to mind is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is, I've, I think he's in his 90s now. That guy does not seem to slow down. He's still making investments. He's still teaching others how to make investments. He still cares about the businesses that he's investing in. I'm pretty sure Warren is not thinking, I'm too old to even worry about this. Another guy that comes to mind is George Burns. Now, George has been uh, not of this world for several years. I forgot when he exactly he passed, but he was working as a comic, I believe in Vegas until he was in his 101st year. He was actually 100 years old when he passed and his last gig was only a couple of weeks before he had a, cardiac situation that took him from this world. But the point is George Burns did not think he was too old to be working. So there is many in life. You think about uh, the Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, brain, which was Colonel Harlan Sanders. I don't really believe he was a Colonel, but he was in his sixties when he was going from gas station to gas station, trying to sell his 11 herbs and spices and fried chicken and get gas stations to start reselling his branded chicken. And he was in his sixties, right? So he lived until in his, I believe mid or late eighties, if not early nineties, but he had 20 years plus of his brand, right? So 
think about it, right? No matter how old you are, when you were 20 years old and you saw a change on the horizon, did you ever for a minute say, I'm too old to change? No, right? When you were 30, did you ever for a minute say, I'm too old to change? And what about 40? It doesn't happen when you're 40 either. You're still not too old to change. And then, you know, when 50 comes around, are you too old to change at 50? And now as I approach my, as I'm in my 60th year, I don't look at my life as nearly over. I mean, many years ago, I put out the triple digits that I was going to live to 100. So I feel like I still have 40 years left. I don't want to be in my 70s and 80s and looking back and saying, man, when I was in my late 50s, I really could have made some changes and it would have made my life better in my 70s and 80s. So I look at it as always striving to get better. We're never too old to change. And, you know, when we do make the changes, you know, we don't always succeed right away, even at an older age. So I was trying to do, uh, I know this sounds crazy, but back in 2005 or so, I had a dream of doing stand-up comedy. So I took a class at the DC, Washington DC Improv Club. And a nice guy there had a group of, I don't know, 15 or 20 of us that we were going to do stand-up. Now, many of these people were in their 20s. I was clearly one of the oldest ones there. And I was in my early 40s at the time. So the instructor said in our first class, he said, you guys should all be doing comedy clubs, right? You know, open mic nights. <laughs> and I was thinking, I don't even have any material, but I'm going to do this. And so I went to a comedy club on an open mic night. I invited a few friends and I was bad, right? I mean, I thought I was a pretty funny person, but I really, you got to have material to be funny and you've got to know the material and you've got to have rapid fire stories, right? So that the audience is staying alert. I learned all of this, but my first few times I was, clearly not good. You know, one of the things I did do that I thought was pretty funny, uh, even to this day, is that I could go up behind a comic. And when the comic finished, I could pick up where that comic left off. And I'm sure there's a name for what that is called. But it was the way that I could start relating to the audience as the old guy in the room and say things like, you know, some of the things that they were saying were clearly R-rated, and I won't repeat what they were, um, but I had no idea what some of them were, so I had some fun with that, and, you know, when I was doing the stand-up comedy, the, the adrenaline, you know, standing in front of a microphone, the bright lights on you, and all, you know, 12 or 15 people who were there in the audience, which was typically a bar, uh, open mic nights, so drinks are probably less, but, you know, I got a few laughs. I, I was not great, and I still don't even want to listen to any of the recordings. I had friends that videoed me. I, I still can't to this day listen to it. But what did I learn, right? I was in my 40s. 
I tried something new. It was fun. It was invigorating. And I learned how to be uh, better in front of an audience. Now I had given speeches before in my days of doing mission work. I spoke in English and I spoke in Spanish to, you know, hundreds of people at times. So I had the skill, but I never did it for laughs. Doing it for laughs was completely new and clearly it was not easy. And I failed, but I kept going back, right? So it wasn't tied into a new year's resolution. It was a moment of, I always wanted to do stand up. There was an opportunity before me and I went for it. And, you know, I have no regrets for doing it, right? But that was in my 40s, as I, as I go back to saying, is that you're never too old to try something. And recently I put out this, you know, if you look it up on my posts on LinkedIn, I had a series of four or five little short stories about the gift. And I believe we all have gifts. Um, some of us have better gifts than others, but, you know, I can't sing. Um, I can't really be funny at the spur of the moment. I don't rattle off jokes, um, but I do have some skills, right? I know some, a thing or two about selling. I know a thing or two about leading others. And where was I going with this? That, you know, no matter where we are in life, that there are things that we can improve on, that we can do better. So I kind of forgot my thought there, but as you, oh yeah, so it's about the gift, right? So going back to all the different gifts that we have, what do we frequently do about those, right? So if you have the ability to sing and now you're a mom or your dad and you're busy and you're taking your kids to soccer games or lacrosse games and you're working, you know, 50 or 60 hours a week and your weekends are filled with chores and practices and, you know, maybe a little time to unwind and you're spending some time on Netflix. And when you're finished watching or binge watching something, you say, why did I spend so much time doing that? Wouldn't it be a better idea is to think back at the things that you've always wanted to do with your life and say, can I give that a try? So the gift may be something that you haven't thought about for years, but it's within you. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe you wanted to learn how to sing. Maybe, maybe you had a good voice or you have a good voice. And people have said, you've got a great voice when you sing in church and you've never pursued it. Or maybe you tinkered with a guitar. Maybe you picked up golf clubs before and you just don't know because you never really pursued it. Well, wouldn't it be better to spend 20 or 30 minutes a day and just cut back a little bit on the Netflix or cut back a little bit on know the vegging or surfing on the internet or surfing on Facebook or watching funny videos and do something that betters yourself. I think you'll be happier in the long run. And then to me, it's about living a life without regrets. Now you don't have to be a superstar, right? You don't have to be amassing millions of dollars, even though that would be nice. Um, but you can, you can amass all of your talents and you can say that I've given them all a good test. I've tried them all. And really what my passion is, is blank. And you get to fill that out, but don't leave the gifts unopened. 
if I can encourage you that at my age of 59 at this point, late 2020, you don't want to look back and say, I never gave it a chance, right? To me, it was a stand-up comedy. I thought about that when I was in high school. 30 years later, I was on a stage, granted, it was in a bar, but it was an open mic night, and I could say that I have done stand-up comedy before. And I don't have any regrets. Now, I regret that I suck, but I don't have any regrets that I didn't try it. No, not, you know, people think you're a great singer, you know, test it out. And if you have those other talents, another dream, something that you want, a place you wanted to go, travel, you know, life is too short. You have it within you, I believe, you believe, just don't let it slide by until you're 90 years old. And then say, you know, my last 30 years, I really didn't do a lot. Instead, you could say, in my last 30 years, I was super productive. I've tried so many different things in my life. I've helped so many different people. Isn't that the way you really want to go out when you're checking out at age 100? I think it is. So I hope you get something out of that. Don't focus around the date to make changes. Think about the changes you want to make and go for it. Life will not let you down. You may make some mistakes along the way. Don't be afraid to make them. Go for it, baby. You are a winner. I love it. And this has been a great year, but I'm really looking forward to 2021. And I hope you are as well. Great chatting with you folks. Take care. From here to there, you're going to grow because you've listened to our show. If you like our podcast vibe, don't be a stranger. Hit subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to join the B2B Sales Secrets Facebook group and we'll see you on the next episode.